This is Tim Bryan, pastor of Lifeway Apostolic Church, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. My prayer is that this message will inspire, build your faith, and draw you closer to Jesus Christ. Enjoy this message. That portion right there, you may miss out on some things. So we're going to, so what do we do? We're going to read it again. Behold, the days come. Everybody say, the days come. Now, I've referenced this. Jeremiah is, is talking about something that's going to come. Somebody say, amen. amen. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make, I will. Somebody say, will. will. I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. The house of praise. 32. Now, according to the covenant that I made with their fathers. Not to that covenant. He said no to that covenant. that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break. Okay? You got to get these verses before we can really go any further. Which my covenant they break. Although I was a husband unto them, saith the Lord. He says, I was a good husband. They were a bad bride. He said, you've done some things I'm not proud of, and I've been your husband in that marriage type of relationship. I was good, but you were not. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in that day that I took them by the hand, which bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break. Sometimes we feel like God breaks his covenant. He never breaks his covenant. Don't blame God. I said, don't blame God. I know you're standing. We're going to get through this. Although I was a husband unto them, saith the Lord, verse number 30, but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their, uh, in, and write it in their hearts and will, everybody say will. will, that's a promise, will be their God and they shall, somebody say shall, be my people. Somebody say amen. How many want to be the people of God? How many want to be the people of God? You want God to look down upon your life and say, hey, that's my people. You can be seated right now. I'm going to keep on reading until the Lord says stop here. But I'm going to feel after the presence of the Lord. I'm going to preach to you today. The city shall be built. Verse number 34. And they shall teach no more every man his own or his neighbor. And every man his brother saying, know the Lord. For they shall all know me. Hmm. Now think about this for a second. You, you, you'll miss this verse right here. And I'm going to teach just for a minute before I preach. Is that okay? Because I, I, need, I need to bring you to a place. And maybe you're sitting there thinking, Pastor, I know it all. And if you've already got this, just bear with me. Give me an amen, all right? All right, that's more people that got it. I don't know. But let's look it on. So verse number 34 is a continuation of what was written previously. So many times when we look at scripture, we feel as though that each verse stands alone. They don't stand alone. There's other supporting verses to to bring into understanding or to help us understand what that previous verse was. For example, like I talked about at the beginning of the service, 2 Chronicles 7, 14, 15, and 16. You can't have the perpetual move of God unless you repent. Walk away from wickedness. You want the perpetual move of God in your life? You have to do something. You have to repent. Okay? 
So there is there's scriptures that work together, and we shout and dance over verse number 33. We do. But this shall be a covenant that I will make in the house of Israel. After those days, say, Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts. A lot of you said amen during that part a moment ago. And I'll write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. And, everybody say and. Amen. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor. What? And every man his brother saying, know the Lord. For they shall all know me. For the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. I want to have a relationship with God that I don't have to necessarily teach my neighbor. I can show them how I live. They all shall know me because how they are set apart for me, the Lord says. Verse number 35, thus saith the Lord, which giveth the sun for the light by day. And the ordinances of the moon and of the stars for a light by night, which divideth the sea when the waves thereof roar, the Lord of hosts is his name. Everybody say his name. name. The scripture is found earlier on in text about how who the Lord is. I believe it's in the book of Psalms that talks about the waves and dividing of the sea. The Lord of hosts is his name. Verse number 36. If those ordinances... What were the ordinances? The previous verse. Thus saith the word of the Lord, which giveth the sun for the light of day, the ordinance of the moon and the stars, and of the light by night, which divided the sea when the waves thereof, the Lord of hosts is his name. If those ordinances depart from before me, saith the Lord, then the seed of Israel also shall cease from being a nation before me forever. You see how the scriptures kind of go together here. There is almost like what the Lord's trying to teach us here. If you stop believing that he wrought the sun up in the morning and he put the stars in its place, if you forget that he is the great creator, if you've missed out on Genesis 1-1, let me tell you and remind you about Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. If you forget the fact that God is the creator, then you have missed the the entire word of God. He said, if you forget my ordinances, that I am the creator, that I am exactly who I say I am, and if I am the king of kings, that's exactly who I am. If I am the creator, I am the creator. If my word says I put the stars in place, then I put the stars in place. If my word says and the prophet says that, that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, he's saying I'm exactly who my word says that I am. Do not forget the ordinances of who God is. Okay? All right. Got past that. Let's go to verse number 37. Now, this, this verse here is very important to understand now. Let's take what we just learned there. Thus saith the Lord, if heaven above, here we go, can be measured, and the foundations of the earth searched out beneath, I will also cast off all the seed of Israel for all that they have done, saith the Lord. Now, this, gets, this got me perplexed last night. I am not a biblical scholar, 
But I began to, I almost shut the Bible and said, Lord, give me a new message. Because I got to be honest with you, I toiled with this a little, a little while. I prayed on this a little while. I, uh, I, I just, I, in fact, Evan came down and he said, Dad, are my clothes ready in the washer and the dryer? And I said, I don't know. I need to get up because I'm stumped. Didn't I say that? I said, I'm stumped right now. I need to get up and move. So I got up. We got to move the washer, clothes from the washer to the dryer and moved around the house a little bit. And, and I went back and then the Lord began to speak to me. Just kind of, I needed to get my, I don't, does anybody ever do that? Just get up. You had to walk around a little bit to try to think about something. Thus saith the Lord. If heaven above can be measured and the foundations of the earth searched out beneath, I will also cast off all, everybody say all, the seed of Israel for all that they have done, saith the Lord. Now here it is, verse number 38. Behold, the days come. Here it is again. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that the city shall be built to the Lord from the tower of Hanael unto the gate of the corner and the measure line shall go forth over against it upon the hill Garib and shall come pass about to Goth and the whole valley of the dead bodies and of the ashes and all the fields unto everybody say unto unto the brook of Kidron unto the corner of the horse gate toward the east shall everybody say shall shall be holy unto the Lord. Isn't that exciting? Did, did, you may get a revelation in that moment, or is it just a bunch of words on a page? And this is where I begin to ask the Lord, I need some help. And unto the corner of the, uh, the, uh, the brook of Kidron, unto the corner of the horse gate to, toward the east, shall be holy unto the Lord. It shall not, everybody say not, be plucked up, nor thrown down anymore. And how long? Forever. Now, I usually don't start my message off like this, so just bear with me here for a moment. And I want to just show you a few things in this scripture. And this is very profound because God will build a city. I said God will build a city. This church is on the cusp of doing things that God's going about to is going to blow our mind. Can I have a witness in this room? The Lord is going to work in your life in ways that you have never seen before. I'm not a prophet, but that's what the Word of God is speaking to me right now. And if those of you that are battling fear because you're afraid to allow God's supreme rule in your life, it's time to put that fear aside. And let me teach you how to get fear out of your life it's the love of jesus that casteth out fear it's not my love for him that casteth out fear you think going to church and showing some love to god will cast out fear it ain't going to work that way it's his love that casteth out fear okay and when you get an experience with god and you see his undying love and you see the perfect work of the cross, and you get an experience with the power of the cross, fear has to leave. Somebody say amen. amen. So don't be afraid of what God's about to build in your life. And there's fear in this scripture right here, what I read. How can God build a city? Because I'm going to show you what God is trying to build. 
we find in verse number 37. It says, if heaven above can be measured, everybody say measured. And the foundations of the earth searched out beneath, I will also cast off the seed of Israel for all that they have done. That is very important for you to remember while I'm, I'm ministering today. For all that they have done, saith the Lord. It goes on in, or in, earlier in Scripture when the Lord says, Thus saith the Lord, I want you to remember those things. If God says he's going to build something, he's going to do it. Every time in Scripture when it says, Thus saith the Lord, you can bank on something's about to happen. Something has happened, something is happening, or something is about to happen. Somebody say amen. So in verse number 38, again, it says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that the city shall be built to the Lord for the, from the tower of Haniel unto the gate of the corner. In other words, the city is going to expand. I said the city is about to expand. He says, I am not going to uh, regard the old covenant I'm not, going to, I'm not going to mess with what things had done before. I'm, going to, I'm not going to give you things rather or from, from the merits that you have done because your merits do not deserve the thing that I'm going to build. Your merits are not going to deserve what I'm about to build. He says from the tower of Haniel, the city shall extend beyond its former bounds. You can find in Nehemiah building the city. Zechariah is building the city, the gate of the corner. Bible says in verse number 39 in Jeremiah 31 that he was going to pull out a measuring line. The Bible says that it says in Garib, the measuring line shall yet go forth against over against it upon the hill Garib. In other words, this measure line that I'm going to extend this city with is going to go beyond the hill of Garib. Everybody say Garib. Now, what is Garib? Why would God say that he's going to extend beyond the gates or the, or the corner of Garib? The root word for Garib is scrape. The Hebrew word is, is, is a Syrian word for the meaning of leprosy. The locality outside of the city in which lepers were removed and got them out of there. But the Bible says that I'm going to extend my city over sickness. That tells me that God wants to build a city where people walk in and can be healed. Because they're walking into a city. They're walking into a temple that says, God is my healer. He says, they the lepers that you refuse, the people you don't think can be healed. I'm going to extend my measure line over the place of leprosy. You see, leprosy was a disease. It was a debilitating disease. The disease that it was caused people to be yell out as though I am unclean, don't come near to me. But the Lord says, I'm going to extend my measure line past that hill. I'm going to go past the leprosy. I'm going to go past your sickness. I'm going to go to past your pain. I'm going to go past everything that has caused your life to be destroyed. I'm looking for faith in his house today. You say, God, I don't know how you're going to. Don't you worry how God is going to do it. The Bible says he shall build a city. You let God pull off that measure and line in your life and say, God, go as far as you want me to go. I want you to understand. Verse number 33. But this shall be a covenant. <laughs> 
that I will make with the house of Israel. In those days, I will put my law in their inward hearts, inner parts, and write it upon their hearts and will be their God, and they shall be my people. In other words, he says, I'm going to build a city, and I'm going to extend past the pain. I'm going to put miracles in their hearts. They won't have to tell anybody because the miraculous is all around. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. We're getting somewhere. Garib or the leper's hill is a hill near Jerusalem. Probably the hill which it describes the hill of lepers. And consequently a place outside. Everybody say outside. The boundary of the city. You better be careful where you put your boundaries. Well, God can't touch them because I don't see how God's going to make a way. He can make a way where there seemeth to be no way. Because the Bible says his measuring line is going to go beyond what we could even imagine. He, leprosy can't be healed. Leprosy can't be touched. But God says my measuring line is going to go forth into the hill of sickness. The Bible says he's going to extend the measuring line to goth. The root word for goth is to toil. Referring to the toilsome accent there outside of the city of David towards the southwest. Everybody say the southwest. As Garib was northwest, Goth was southwest. Goth or unto the hill, get this, the hill of death. Somebody say death. Mm. Bible says, and you look at history, and I did some studying on the hill of Goth or the hill of of death. Many would say that this was there was a roaring and a constant groan groaning in this hill. It was a hill near. Everybody say near. It was near Jerusalem. Mentioned in Jeremiah 31, 39, which we read. Jeremiah predicts that the city should be, should in the future times extend beyond the north wall or the second wall and enclose the hill of Garib. Tells me that God wants to go a place that goes beyond my sadness, goes beyond the sorrow, goes beyond the grieving of my life. And God wants to include that and redeem those things that you carry and toil with. Let me give you a little more insight into this hill. Bible says, if you do a little bit of history, that this place of... Um, of Goeb, where there were there were uh, cemeteries, it was a place where people could go and grieve over the death of a loved one. They would grieve over a place of the place that they can groan. And the Bible says that, that in sometimes, not the Bible says, but historians say that in a time of that great sorrow, there would be people that would play musical instruments to drown out the noise of the groaning and the sorrow. Sometimes your sorrow is louder than anything else, so you will try to do anything to soothe what is going on on the inside of you. But I'm here to challenge your faith today and say God wants to extend a measure line over your sorrow and to redeem it for his purpose. All right, we're getting somewhere. I want you to internalize and think about what God's speaking to you about right now. Verse number 40, and the whole valley of the dead bodies. This broke my heart when I began to understand and study the valley of dead bodies. 
valley of Tophet, where the bodies of malefactors were cast south of the city. Somebody say south. South of the city. We have encompassed, extended our walls beyond perhaps many places over sickness, over heartache and shame. But there was something that when the Bible begins to say that he wanted to extend his measure line over the valley of the dead or of the valley of Tophet. This is where bodies were cast. This is a place where the prophets of Baal, the worshipers of this ancient religion of Baal, they would engage in human sacrifice of children to the gods of Moloch and Baal by burning them alive. Israel said, nothing could ever redeem that kind of act. But God says, I'm going to extend a measuring line. It's grieved my heart because it realized in my spirit, the culture of today that has no regard for human life, no regard for the children of the future, no regard for the things that have gone perhaps and died in the womb or even out of the womb God wants to redeem those you can't tell me that maybe you're in this room here today and forgive me for being so blunt here today but maybe you were in a place where you have had an abortion but I'm here to tell you that God wants to extend a measuring line to you God wants to extend his grace and favor to you God wants to build a city where you felt like God would never go nor would ever act on your behalf. I'm here to tell you God will build a city. I'm here to tell you today God is about to build a church and we're going to go places that most churches won't go. We're going to see things that most churches won't see. Why? Because we're going to allow God to extend the measuring line to places that may feel uncomfortable, places that may seem hard. But I'm telling you, God still is going to build a city. Uh, I feel a measuring line. I feel a measuring line being extended right now into people's hearts. God, you're wanting to include them in your city. You're wanting to take that hurt, that place of toil, that place of sickness and say, I'm going to redeem that sickness for my glory. He's going to build a city in you and he's going to put his name on it. He's going to put his name on it. He's going to put it on your inward parts. What are you saying, pastor? Because when you get included in the city and you begin to live that city and you begin to see that city, God is saying, I have a covenant with you. I'm extending that measure line to put you on my inward parts. You can't tell me God won't extend a measuring line to you. You can't tell me God won't extend mercy to you. You can't tell me God won't extend a grace to you because the Lord is about to build a city where people can come from all directions. People can come from all backgrounds. People can come from all situations and God is going to redeem them for his purpose. 
You are not too far away from God to be included in the kingdom. I said you are not too far away from God to be included in the kingdom of God because God today is extending a measuring line to you. Come on, let's clap our hands to Jesus right now. Come on, let's pray right now. If you have sickness in your body, let that measuring line encompass you. If you have sadness in your life, let the measuring line of God be extended to you. He's not just extending the city one way. He's going to the south, to the north, the east, and the west. And guess what? These things are near to Jerusalem. You say, Pastor, I have not dealt with anything. But I'm here to tell you, there is somebody that's close to you that you need to extend your measuring line to to help redeem them. Talking about the measuring line of the Lord. He's wanting to build a city. And it will be built. I said it will be built. When you see that construction of the walls being extended in your life, do not run to the outside of those walls because God is coming for you. He wants to redeem you. He wants to help you. He wants to fulfill you. You noticed each one of these places were outside of the city. I said outside of the city. But then when they were outside and the new measuring line was laid out and the walls were then, then they became a part of the city. We ain't done yet. Bible says in verse number 40, the whole valley of dead bodies and of the ashes. In other words, of the things that have been gone a long time. Some of you are battling shame that's happened a long time ago. God wants an extending a measure line to your past. And say the ashes that this world has caused and burned up the things in your life. I'm going to redeem those today. My measuring line is going to go to your past. Wash away the things that had formerly done. And I'm going to build a city on the ashes of despair and shame. God is going to build a city with people that have been wounded. People that had sickness. People that have been cast out. People that could get close but never be included. Do I have a witness in here? You felt you're close to the throne room but you have not been included. I'm here to tell you today, those of you that have been feeling left out, God is about to extend a measure line to include you into the kingdom of God. Tophet was a sacred precinct usually located outside the cities, which I had said, where sacrifices, everybody say sacrifices, and burials were made. Like I said a moment ago of young children in rituals of different religions of old. Let me tell you something right now. 
you may have given sacrifices to this world. You may be, I was in church with a lady that I didn't pick up on it. We were in church. She was a devil worshiper. God had saved her, brought her back. And I didn't pick up on anything, but sooner or later, the devil got back a hold of her and she began to worship the devil again. But I'm here to tell you today, we do not have to fear the people that worship, worship other gods. They can worship the devil all they want, but the gates of hell shall not prevail against this city. My city goes beyond. I said my city goes beyond. I'm going to say it again. My city goes beyond whatever this world has to offer. Whatever sacrifices they want to give, they can sacrifice. But the gates of this city is expanding. The gates of this city is being measured. Do not be fearful when God sends you to a land where there used to be sacrifices to false gods. Do not be afraid, church. When God begins to challenge your fear and God begins to rise up in you and say, God, I don't know if I can do this. He says, you can do all things uh, through Christ, uh, which strengtheneth you. He's saying, I'm pouring out the measuring line. I'm extending your walls. I'm extending your campus. You say, Pastor, you don't understand my surroundings. Yeah. I may not, but the Bible does. All God wants to do is for you to look right outside your walls that you have built and extend a measure in line to those that are sick, those that are hurting, those that are going through some things that are dark times. It's time to extend our measuring rod and that reed and say, I'm about to build a city with God. I'm about to build some new walls. I'm about to take some territory. I'm about to take a new place. read on the whole valley of the dead bodies and the ashes and all the fields unto the brook of Kidron he says all these places where the ashes and the fields and all these things that have been called and been set apart for different sacrifices and different things I'm going to extend my walls over those things as well and the Bible says unto the corner of the horse gate toward the east shall be holy uh-huh. shall be holy it may look like it's not holy but when God's done with it it's going to be holy I'm here to tell you, I'm going to say that again it may not look holy now it may not look right now but I'm here to tell you when God's done building this city it will be holy do not be weary in well doing because in due season I said in due season that measure and line is going to be extended. And the things that used to have you bound are now going to be redeemed and free in the city of God. In the corner of the horse gate. Everybody say the horse gate. This was not a place to be horsing around. Pun intended. I began to think about what the horse gate was and I found in scripture that in Bible times there was not a lot of horses around in Jerusalem. They didn't ride horses everywhere. They didn't. What a horse was, it represented war. It represented prestige. It represented power. 
it represented the king right outside the horse gate was the garden for the king that they could take their horses to and water and feed. It was a place that they could go. It was for higher society. It was a place that people can go. Only the horses would come into that gate. People could come in, but it was a place that people could bring the horses, tie them up, and bring in. The people didn't want to walk around all the stuff the horses would leave. Right? They would go through a different gate. So the horses would come to this gate. What does that horse gate signify to us? Horses were never abundant in Jerusalem, like I said, and are generally used in the Bible as something symbolic of war. Bible says in Revelations 19, I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness does he judge and make war tells me that God is extending the measure in line to the people that we would consider untouchable. People that perhaps that are making war in the church but I'm here to tell you, God wants to extend a measure in line to the kings, to the priests, to the mayors, to the governors, to everybody. We can't discount people because they have a different political belief. Be careful what line you draw because God is going to send you to people and places that you may not be prepared for. Be careful of your, and I believe in having a view on a lot of things. And I believe it's got to be a biblical view on things. I'm not going to preach on political things. But what I'm going to do is to tell you with the measuring line is right here in your life. It's not on the political side. And when you begin to take political sides, you draw a line in your city. And you say, well, they can never be redeemed. I don't care what they think. I don't care where they're from. And if God is extending my measure in line to somebody that may have an opposing view with me, I'm going to send the gospel to them. I'm going to extend mercy to them and love for them. The horse gate. That's a different kind of people. They're warriors. People, kings, and priests would come into the horse gate. People that could afford a horse. People that would travel that way. The Bible says that this city will be gone beyond that horse gate. Gone beyond the place of toil. Gone to beyond the place of sacrifice. Gone beyond the things that we felt like the city could never be built upon. Many would think that if they built that city upon those things, it would make it unholy. But I'm telling you today, the Bible says in verse number 40, and it says the horse gate toward the east shall be holy unto the Lord. I'm here to tell you today, God can make a way where there seemeth to be no way. And guess what? When God does a miraculous thing, he's going to make it holy. He's going to make it righteous. He's going to make the things that are unclean, clean. He can take your past. Ah, and we got some doozies in here. <laughs> Y'all laughing because you know you're one of them, right? We got some doozies in here. We got some ex-drug addicts in here. We got some ex-alcoholics in here. 
We got some people that, that were addicted to things that, that no, you wouldn't want to admit. But guess what God wants to do? He wants to extend a measuring line to you and build a city upon the ashes, upon the hurt, upon the toil, upon the addictions that you once had. In the book of Exodus, I believe the second chapter, and this comes to my mind, so forgive me for not quoting the verse. But the Bible says that, that Egypt was coming and they said, or uh, Moses was, Aaron was coming. He said, let my people go. And the Moses was talking. He said, you know, Lord, I don't have anything to give. I don't have, there's nothing I can do. I'm a man that stutters. I'm a man from a field that people don't like me and all these things. But the Lord says, I'm about to take my people out. He said, I don't understand. He said, you let me do the work. And guess what the Lord did? He said, Moses, I'm going to use what you got in your hand. He says, I'm going to use the rod that's in your hand. You say, Pastor, I don't have much. It doesn't matter what you have. The Bible says all you got to have a little bit of faith. And God will use what you have and expand the country. What God did, he took a rod of Moses and allowed that rod that Moses had in his hand help release the children of Israel. The Bible says that he's going to make this city holy. And it says, it shall not be plucked up, nor thrown down anymore. And then he adds the word forever. I think anymore would suffice, but he added the word forever. In other words, you can try to pluck it up. You can try to sit back and criticize what the Lord is doing. You can sit back and say, oh, I wouldn't build it there. Oh, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't extend that rod over there. Oh, pastor, I wouldn't go to that community because they, they're so far away from God. Lord, what if you lay, God, if, you, if the pastor lays hand on this person, they're not healed and all this stuff. And we can question fear. We can have doubt. We can have all these things. But all I know is God says, I'm going to build a city over the top of the lost, over the top of kings and thrones, over the top of sickness and heartache and shame. What does that do with us? How does it apply to Lifeway? What I'm saying is, is I'm asking you to call upon the Lord. He will be your strength and allow the measuring line I'm going to rebuke fear right now. I'm going to rebuke intimidation right now. I'm going to rebuke doubt right now. Say, Pastor, I can't get back to the place. Oh, don't you question. God's going to build a city. And it includes your past. It includes your present. And it includes your future because it says forever. It says forever. This city shall not only be spacious. This city will not only grow by its walls, but the Bible says it is holy. I said it is holy. It is wonderful. It's marvelous. It's powerful. As the music comes right now. The city will be freed from the pollutions of this world. This city will be everlasting unto everlasting. The city will be full of joy and peace and the Holy Ghost. Because the Bible says, I'm going to put this city on your inward parts. 
<laughs> Don't you stop at verse number 33 in Jeremiah 31. But this shall be a covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. Don't you forget the ordinances of the past. Don't you forget that I am the creator. Don't you forget that I hung the moon and the stars. Don't you forget those things. Don't you forget those things because if you do, I won't include you. I will cease to be a nation before me. But thus saith the Lord, I'm going to measure the heavens and I'm going to measure the foundations of the earth and I'm going to search it out and the days will come that I will build a city thank you for listening to today's message if you like what you've heard please subscribe rate and review this podcast if you would like to know more information about our church please check us out on Facebook at Lifeway Apostolic Church may God richly bless you